Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Briar Moss can curse in five different languages. We mostly curse in English, so if you're listening around English speakers, you may want to make sure they're okay with curses. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter three of Briar's book. No, street magic. Oh. Ah, damn it! It's the second time I've done that. You now. did it again. You did it again. And today we're reading chapter three of street magic. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's feed a stray. And continue on with Briar's book. <laughs> Chapter three of Friar's book. Street magic. Street magic. God damn it! I, I thought you did it on purpose. Okay. No. I thought you did that one on purpose. Chapter three of Street Magic. Good begins, job. <laughs> begins with Rosethorn coming down. No, Rosethorn is setting the table, and Briar pops in, and he's like, "Hey, I need these." And he puts a bunch of plate, a bunch of plate on a food. <laughs> a bunch of food on a plate. <laughs> you are wording so great. You are Englishing wonderfully today, Molly. <laughs> wonderfully. I taught English today, so I'm Englished out. You're all that English. Fire <laughs> so packs a plate full of food, and he takes it up on the roof, and he goes and he talks to the vines, and he's like, "Hey, I need one of you to follow me downstairs." The vine goes inside with him he goes and eats with rose thorn and the vine doesn't like tell him anything so afterward rose thorn leaves and briar goes into her workshop to make protection balls and then he's working on his miniature trees that is when the vine is like hey somebody's on the roof evie has been watching the house this whole time and so she sees him leave the plate of food and she sees the vine 
follow him back into the house, which must be bizarre for somebody who does not know who Briar is. And then she watches Rose Thorn leave and she watches the house and she watches the house and she watches the house. And so she goes to get the plate of food and then Briar comes out and he's like, hey, I'm going to stay right here and you can eat. I just want to talk to you. So uh, you're a mage. And since you're a mage, you're probably going to need a teacher. Otherwise, your magic will do big, scary things. Trust me, I've seen it happen before. And she's like, I don't really believe this guy. Stuffs food into face, leaps across rooftops. And Briar calls after her, I'll bring you more food tomorrow. And then Rose Thorn comes out, talks to him about, okay, what are your next steps? And he's like, well, I'm going to go try and find this Jebelu stone slicer guy because he's the nearest stone mage and and makes comments about him and the girls being a gang. Because really, that, that is his gang. And then Evie on her way home gets stopped by some vipers who are going to kidnap her or attack her or something. And she thinks of Briar telling her she's a mage. So she picks up some gravel and throws it at them. And she says, do something. And it does. These stones light up and blaze. And so they kind of blind her to a degree. They also burn the vipers where they hit them. She takes off running. Briar is on his way to the temple to find this Jebelu stone slicer guy. He feels a tug of fear down the vine connecting him to Evie. And so he follows it back to Evie and he finds where she has hidden in the market amongst these baskets. And so he calls the reeds in the baskets to life and they tangle her up so she can't go anywhere. He takes care of her ouches and tells her, now see here, youngster. (laughs) You need a teacher, so I'm going to take you to this place to find this Jebelu stone slicer guy. Potentially, hopefully, convinces her to go with him. He lets her go and he gives her some money so that she can go to like a bathhouse and clean up. They make plans to meet the next day. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. I love that Briar calls Evie youngster. Like he's not young himself. Yeah, he's one to talk. I just love this 14-year-old. Now see here, youngster. Which is like literally- Ever say how old she is? Because I know Posco is 12. How old is Evie? I don't think it ever actually like, states. I thought she was like 10 or something. I was I think thinking was she was 10, but I don't remember if it's stated or not. I don't think it's stated. I know she's younger than Briar because he's calling her youngster. <laughs> I just, I get this image of one of my ninth graders turning to like a middle school student and being like, now see here, youngster. I was envisioning somebody that's like his same age. He's only like a month older. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Briar. I do would. love that idea, though. I also love when Rose Thorne says, "Who else are we feeding?" And when she tells Briar, she's even more feral than you were. I wonder if somebody's gonna have to hold her down to take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, and then I also really like if there was a discussion, he was never sure if the plants talked among themselves. I, I love the idea of Briar wondering if the plants talk talk amongst themselves and like what they say. I like the food. Fried eggplant. Mm. Awesome. Who doesn't like that? Land never had it. I was gonna say Brittany because she's never had it. We keep having this discussion of one day (laughs) we're just gonna make a ton of eggplant stuff and force feed it to Brittany until we find something she likes. You've never had eggplant parm? I call dibs on eggplant fritters because I make some pretty good goddamn eggplant fritters. Eggplant is the queen of vegetables says so in the book. Uh, I read it. I've never had the queen of vegetables. They're pretty good. Eggplant fried eggplant is delicious and lots of like lamb stuff which is kind of neat um i'm kind of getting like middle eastern vibes from the food and what people there seem to like which is uh kind of neat i like the idea of the protection balls well one they have a very personal place in my heart with like when i play D and stuff i as a player character enjoy putting stuff into other stuff and then throwing the thing at something else and having stuff happen yes that, that just makes, like, the serotonin-producing part of my brain go, yes, good, do it again. <laughs> so the idea of, like, having these balls, which have already kind of been talked in, in the last book, um, where the Dinohars had um, stun balls, Briar and Rose Thorn have made their own sort of version of that. Which I really like because they learned from the past from the pirate attack. I was going to say, they came earlier than that because the pirate attack came from whenever Rose Thorn and Lark were throwing the pouches out there and Rose Thorn was making them grow and making thorns and such. Yeah. And so it's cool to see how they've been refined. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, these have been almost perfected. Yes. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah, they, they have like their own different uses, like the the spiky one for hurting people, the rope one for tying stuff up, and the one that will like destroy walls and stuff. I, I love that sort of granular, cool approach to throwing projectiles. So that I, I enjoy that very much. Uh, speaking about throwing stuff, Evie flashbanging herself using rocks. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I liked it, but it was fun to read about, I guess. And then yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the unintended consequences of throwing shiny rocks at people is you could blind yourself too. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but that's magic. You don't know what's happening, right? You just as a, as a kid with magic, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Especially if you're untrained. Evie knowing exactly which one of her cats like what. No. You could tell she's a cat person. Like she, so she knows. cute. So cute. So many cats. And oh, mm, melted my heart. Uh, Briar kissing Rosethorn on the cheek. No. I almost gagged from how cute it was. It was that whole interaction. Yeah, that is my favorite. I love it so much. I just love their relationship. It's his mommy. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. So sweet. So sweet. It really was. I like when they're eating and Rosethorn is just shoveling food into her face. Briar's like, oh, well, she's been working so hard that she can eat well and not gain a pound. Man, that sounds so nice. Just eat as much as you want and not gain a pound. That sounds great. I wish. I know, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really like that Sandry uh, made his clothes where they didn't even wrestle. But it was done as a joke. 
and I thought it was so cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you used to be a thief, so why don't I help you out with that? Even though you're not a thief anymore, thief boy. From is like one of the details I always loved and remembered best from this series, which you will know because it's in your book. It's in my book. It's in your book. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of little Tamara Pierce hints. In mm-hmm. I've noticed. <laughs> I liked learning more of the cat names. I just need four more. Four more. We have Mystery, Asa, and Monster. We would have started this book before we got my new cat. I would have named her one of, them, one of the seven, I'm sure, instead of letting Malia name her flower. But anyway, Mystery is a good kid candidate I like that one when Rose Thorne almost asked Briar what their symbol would be if they were a gang and I want to know what he would have said to that what is their symbol what do you guys think it's obviously a circle well I mean yeah but no a circle that's that's too easy well they do have there is a disciplined cottage symbol uh which is like a bird with a branch or something because it stands for lark and rose thorn because when in in the first four books the kids get the little tokens that let them go to different mm-hmm. places in the temple and it indicate they indicate that they're coming from discipline cottage that would work good but frost pine and crane wouldn't really be included in that or nico oh, that's true so and yes. he, he included them in his gang so I love that he included Crane. I know they started off on the wrong foot completely, and now Crane is part of his gang. It's Aww. so cute. Like, oh my goodness. Very sweet. Uh, it's very sweet. I love it so much. Um, I already talked about that one. Um, Um, whenever Briar wraps uh, Evie in the reeds and she's complaining about how her nose itches to try to like loosen everything he's like that's nice it just continues to have her wrapped up in it like huh you're you're uncomfortable that sucks to be you that's nice I don't care and then when Evie swore by her cats like oh she loves her cats so freaking much it's so cute that was so good like that's like the one thing she could like really like swear on yes her cats her cats yeah i I feel like he can trust her if she's swearing on her cat you know she also swore on kansan the merciful lady of healing and goddess of yanjing and then she decided to spit afterwards i thought that spitting was only for like the thief god or whatever and she didn't swear by the thief god i think that the translation's weird that it might be a sokot thing that when they swear by a god that's what they do Mm. because we don't really get to see much of it there's a part in which in one of the first it was either the first book or the second book where they all swear basically to the same god and briar yeah briar goes to spit but instead he does like the making the god symbol over his chest so i think that that's actually either a sokot thing 
or possibly just a learned behavior of kids on the street. Well, that makes more sense because when she said that she'd spit on it too, I was like, wait a second. I thought that was only for the thief lord god person. I, I think I always just thought of it as a street thing because around the same time that I got into these, I was obsessed with newsies. And when they make like promises to each other, they spit in their hand before they shake hands. I was just like, oh, yeah. it's like a, a street kid thing. Yeah, I, I think it's either a street kid thing or an actual thing from SOCOT because that being where they're at now, it would kind of make sense if it's a broad cultural thing as well. But it would also make a lot of sense if it is literally just like the street kids who do it. My next one is when he thinks to himself that he's in the place of her teacher, which meant he was responsible for her needs. At least that's how it was with Rose Thorne and the girls. Uh, teachers had always acted. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. And to think that when they first arrived there, he didn't trust them at all. He's like, I'll be here for maybe like a little bit and then I'm going to end up heading out. And then he's come to realize, oh, these people are awesome. They take care of me and my sisters. And now he's, he's going to do the same thing for this girl until he finds a proper teacher for her. Like, oh, that's so cute. My last one is when he tells Evie, don't run away because I will find you. I know how to find you and you won't like it if I fucking find you. <laughs> so you better not run off because I will find you. Before Indy goes, I'm going to throw in one more. She's talking about the gangs and she says, Rockhead too. That's bat dung crazy. That is Rockheads are too stupid to know they're killed. So they never lay down. And then Briar responds, I don't know anyone like that. Oh, I almost marked that one too. (laughs) That's a good one. I think he's talking about himself. (laughs) I mean, that too. (laughs) I was going to say, I think that's like literally all of them. (laughs) Yes. Including both students so far. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, in a way, think that's also in relation to Rose Thorn. Yeah. Because Rose Thorn is also incredibly stubborn. And she says they're too stupid to know they're killed. They brought Rose Thorn back from the dead. So she's too stupid to know she was killed. (laughs) Hmm. She knew she was killed, but Briar wouldn't take no for an answer. Briar's too stupid to know she's been killed. (laughs) Yeah. We've already talked about my first two, which is the uh, the gang. I'm not going to humor this. Never mind. I don't want to know. The adorableness of people will start to think I like you if you pull that kind of nonsense. Just keep going. I genuinely love just the, the line of, it's all your fault for telling me about the magic, so there, I hate you, you ruined my life. And Briar's like, no, magic ruined your life. It also ruined mine, but you'll survive. Yes, that part. True, true to form on, on the same as my nose itches. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> okay. Don't give fucks. No. Give exactly no fucks. <laughs> like the last book, this book has is filled with beautiful snark. It's a different genre of snark. Yes. But it is still snark. Yes. It's beautiful as the last one. 
where Briar is going, it just he he's gonna ask, does she think about anything but food? And then he's like, Oh wait, I remember being like that. Mm-hmm. Well fuck. <laughs> I'm sure there was more I liked, but that's literally all I have highlighted. I think it's kind of like there was some episode of there was some chapter in Magic Steps where we were all just like, I liked this and this and this and this. And it's like every other line on this one page because of all of the snark. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like this chapter was very similar in that vein. Yes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Part two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did y'all find? I had a tough time finding a serious one, so I just went with traps. Just traps throughout. Briar lures in Evie with food, because if she doesn't want to talk to him, he's not going to have a chance to catch her. Just, it's it's not going to happen. The only way was to actually get her to come to him, and the easiest way to do that was to leave some delicious food out, because she's clearly hungry. Which, uh, not great, but 
probably the easiest way to do it without inciting conflict. So good on Briar for that. The Viper's cornering Evie. She was basically just trapped in a corner, you know, trying to scramble up some rocks. And if it wasn't for the magic, she would have been in trouble. And the last one was uh, Briar having to hold down Evie with the vines and the reeds from the baskets. So you can put the stuff on her eyes so she can see again, which I can understand her being hesitant to get some magic stuff smeared on her eyes from someone she hardly knows. But he was, you know, just trying to help. Because like she said earlier in the book, if someone is seen out in public, like hurt or not in, you know, 100% shape, people will just take advantage of you out there. Mine is also not super deep or anything. I wrote gangs, also obvious. They're talking about gangs for the whole thing. There's the obvious gangs and the Vipers trying to be a gang. And then this whole conversation about how the girls and Rose Thorn and Lark and their other teachers are Briar's gang. What I really liked that is it reminded me of The Hate You Give. I don't think they had time to really go into this in the movie. But if you read the novel, you find out that the main character, when she was a kid, had these two really good friends and the three of them were obsessed with Harry Potter and they would like pretend that they were wizards and all of this. Her dad has this whole thing about how Harry Potter is all about gangs. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are their own like little gang. And then the four houses are basically gangs with their gang colors and their like gang symbols. And that always stuck with me. So when I read this this time, that was the first thing I thought of because I was like, oh my God, Briar would get along so well with Star's dad. (laughs) He would understand this connection. On some level, it's just this like, I know who's got my back thing, which reminds me in turn of Ecuador, maybe? There's a Central or South American country that recently legalized gangs and they saw a drop in gang violence. It was Ecuador. That's awesome. That's kind of nuts. Wow. Because now that gangs can be legal, they can like apply for grants and shit. And so instead of... Fighting over like... Turf. Turf or, you know, where to sell drugs and stuff. Yeah, so now they they like get grants to like do community projects and stuff. And they're like building community gardens or whatever. It's like when Norway decriminalized personal drug use. They saw a significant drop in new users over by overdose, dropping crime rates. They saw all of this positive stuff. And they were just like, there's one place that was just like, you want drugs? We'll give you drugs. Oh, I think that is Denmark. There are places where you can go and just get hard drugs for free and they are run by the government. And the whole point is that it is easier to go get drugs there than to you know track them down and you don't have to pay for them. And so that means that the people who work there can make sure that needles are sterilized. They can help prevent ODs. Yeah. And it also means that if somebody wants, wants to get off of the drugs, that there is somebody there to help them. They don't have yeah. to seek anybody out. It's just like, oh, you know what? I want to be able to stop. And they're already in a place where there are people available to help them through that process. Interesting. It's really neat. (laughs) So what about you two? Hunger. There's a lot of hunger. 
I guess. Especially with Evie, obviously going and getting the food off the roof and then saving food for her cat. And like Goodwin said, her knowing <laughs> what her cats like to eat is really cute. I was going to go with patience because, good lord, does Briar not have patience trying to catch this child? I hope that he is thinking about Nico the entire time. God, right. But is this what I put Nico through whenever he found me? Oh, no. man. Yes, it is. Now he knows how it feels. My no, child. He has to trap Evie to put the eye bright on her eyes, which I feel yeah. like is not unlike Nico getting people to manhandle Briar into a bath. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, actually. So, yeah. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Break nothing, stranger's child. So there's a reason that this line resonates with me. More or less, it's a a, a moral code that I should try and live by, but sometimes I don't because I'm a petty bitch. But it's basically do no harm, but take no shit. Don't go looking for a fight, but if one comes, you better fucking end it. Something that, as I've gotten older, I try and do. I'm not great at it, I will say that. (laughs) Because I still start shit. That line resonates because that is something that I have worked on and have gotten better at, but still need to get better at. Do no harm. Take no shit. Okay, mine is where Evie tells Briar that he ruined her life. She says, you ruined my life. And he says, no, magic ruined it. It ruined mine too for a while. You'll survive. And this spoke to me. This is going to sound so horrible. Oh my goodness. When I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, I had already signed up for school and everything. And I was going to go back to school. And then when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, I was so upset with my husband. (laughs) Like I was going to go back to school, not pregnant. You ruined my life. (laughs) Looking at this right here, him saying, basically like right now you think that it's ruining your life but you'll come to find out later that that's going to be one of the best things that ever happened to you my daughter (laughs) I thought at the time my life was ruined I couldn't imagine having my life without her so (laughs) that's so sweet I know (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say we are also pretty fond of that gremlin yes we are (laughs) Absolutely. So you might have something in your life that you think is it's ruining it, but it might turn out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. So mine's a little long, but I kind of have to like give it the proper setup. (laughs) Um, But but it was a section where Briar was going to kind of tell Evie off about, don't you, do you always think about food? He opened his mouth to say it and then he like bit it back because he's, he'd been there before. I read this chapter was it? I think it was last Monday, so literally about a week ago. And just a couple of days ago, um, I'm in a Facebook chat with some online friends. We mostly talk about cars and guns. Uh, boy things, right? <laughs> Is that the name of the But, thing? you know, we, we, 
It, it's literally called Cars and Guns, <laughs> etc. Et so other things as well. We goof around. We talk shit about stuff. If we see a goofy car on the road, we'll take a picture and send it to each other and just kind of laugh and stuff. It was like two, three days ago. I was uh, parked at a stoplight and I see this car in front of me. It's an SUV kind of full of people and it's like crooked. It is a severe, literally like the we the tires are like touching the fender on one side and they're normal on the other. Like the car has like a severe like 15, 20, 25 degree tilt to it. And I'm like, holy shit, look at this fucking car. First of all, that's not safe. But second of all, it looks goofy, right? And it's like, oh, that's goofy as shit. So I, I pull out my phone. I The light turns green. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep going, see where the car is going. If it stops again, I'll take a picture or something. Just because it's kind of goofy. We get to the next light and I see it stop and turn into this. It's essentially like a charity where they kind of give out stuff, I think like three days a week or something. And it kind of hit me like, this isn't like just some dude goofing in his car, like, you know, having like a, doing it out of, you know, maybe something broken. He just hasn't had time to fix it or something. This is a family who, that might be their only means of transportation. It's not something that I would feel comfortable like making fun of or something because me and my family have been through rough times like in the past. And luckily we're, we're doing way better now, but I've been there. I, I've had had to you know use super shitty cars to get around because that's all you got there's some stuff that you literally can't fix because fixing it would mean not having enough money to eat for the next couple of weeks there's just some stuff that seeing it on the surface might be something to laugh at but if you like really think about it and have some like compassion and, and, and like self-reflection like you can realize that it's it wouldn't be right to do that this lesson felt like a really an actual thing that i put into use pretty much almost immediately after i read it so it, it uh it kind of hit me a little harder than i think it normally does well mine is not nearly as poignant as either of y'all's i wrote learn from everything and i don't even remember exactly what points i was thinking about but the way that evie is like well he's a mage but he's a student, so he probably doesn't know what he's talking about, but then still uses that idea to protect herself from the vipers and uses that as an experience. I feel like Briar is likewise kind of learning from Evie. And, and that may have kind of been the point that I wanted to get at, just that, like, I think it's important that we never stop learning. I don't want to be a teacher who thinks that my students should only be learning from me. I think I should also be learning from them. Nice. That's a good teacher should be. And knowing you guys now and how you've changed in those ways, just and it's just little things, but like noticing that it's actively being put into practice. It brings me joy because of how much I loved these books and still love them. And seeing Stop other it. people- You're gonna make me cry, oh my God. <laughs> well, I, like, See, uh... you know what I mean? Like, I just, I love seeing people get excited or passionate about, this is one of the things like when Brittany gets like super up in arms and like <laughs> passionate about something like brings me a lot of joy because I genuinely love seeing people bettering themselves. Sounds weird. As, as a person who doesn't like people, <laughs> I get warm and fuzzies when I see people who are like trying to be better people and it just they're actively like 
unabashedly enjoying something. That is my bread and butter. People being in love with something. Just, it makes me happy. So like, when you said that, good one, I was just like, warm and fuzzies. (laughs) And it's... It's such a good fucking series. There's so many good fucking lessons to be picked out of this book. I wish I'd read this book as a kid. Same. We're like I'm definitely could've... gonna have Malia read it when she gets older. Let her grow up with the children. I, I don't know what Tamara Pierce has been through. I don't know what her life is like, but she's got some like incredible fucking life lessons picked up. And she puts them in here and it's stuff that even me as a full-ass adult person can still like read and understand and use so it's really an incredible series by an incredible author and i'm fucking loving it i'm also glad that she doesn't shy away from treating her readers as she doesn't treat them like children even these even though these books are geared towards children she doesn't treat her readers like their children she treats them like they're people, which I I really like instead of just holding their hand like, oh, well, you're too young to understand this. And she's like, no, you, you got this. Here you go. This is what the world is like. Here's some shit. <laughs> Read it. So one of the things that I really like about recording is I swear, like every single time something has gone down that I am dealing with personally that is an issue and then one of you turns up and just has this like perfect comment about the book that I'm just like oh shit like that's how I need that's what I need to be applying to this other thing that's going on in my life right now so whatever like stresses I have it's just like oh oh that's how I need to look at this you you all are my mount, man on the mountaintop. Oh. Ah, oh. jeez. Oh, ah. We just hitting all of those gay feelings today. <laughs> yes, we are. You're giving me feelings and I'm being forced to feel them. <laughs> Stop being feelings while I'm me. pregnant. I already have a, a hormone issues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Make Britney cry. Make Britney cry. It won't take much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, as we have learned more than once on this podcast, sometimes you just need a good cry. Yes. Too true. At the end of our episodes, we like to have an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter four of Briar's book. Still not Briar's book, god damn it! (laughs) Wait, that also wasn't on purpose? You even even said it like a joke, so I was like, oh, it's getting worse. Oh, goodness, Molly. Stop reacting, and then then you'll just think that I'm doing it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) This is an excerpt. From chapter four of Street Magic. Evie surprised Briar when she arrived in the morning. Not only was she clean from top to toe, but she had found another garment somewhere. It looked as if it had once been a well-made linen shift, 
It had no sleeves and there were tiny holes where thread would have held lace on the garment. It may have been white at one time, but before too many washings in hard water, yeah. It may have been white at one time before too many washings in hard water with bad or no soap had turned it gray. Better, Evie demanded, glaring up into his face. She was bareheaded, her clean black hair sticking out in all angles. Briar suspected that she cut it herself with a knife and no mirror. It's a start, he said, and drew her into the house. He pointed to the dining room table. Despite having only four hours sleep after his late return from the camel gut lair, two more victims had come down as he'd been about to leave. Briar rose an hour after dawn. He'd gone to the local sook for secondhand clothes. They lay neatly folded on the table beside a pair of, sa beside a pair of sandals he'd guessed would fit her. <clears throat> Go try that stuff on. He indicated the little pantry. If you hurry, you can eat when you come out. Evie, about to protest, noticed a steaming teapot as well as figs, dates, bread, cheese, and honey on the sideboard. She snatched up the clothes and dashed into the pantry, closing the door behind her. Don't eat anything in there, Briar called. Perhaps he should have asked her to change in a room where there were no jellies, preserved fruits and vegetables, onions, loaves of bread, and cheese on the shelves. I'm not, she yelled back. She was back shortly, dressed in a clean, faded, pink cotton tunic that fit her perfectly and beige leggings that were a bit too large. Briar blessed Sandry, Daja, and Triss, who had taught him about female clothing, whether he wanted the lessons or not. When he saw Evie, when he saw that Evie struggled to tie the pink and lavender headscarf properly, Briar took over, making sure her dreadful haircut was covered before he twisted the sides and tied the scarf into a proper Janal knot in back. The scarf, being cotton, understood what he wanted. It settled easily into a snug grip on the girl's head. The minute he finished, Evie grabbed some food. Sit, Briar ordered her. Evie obeyed, figs in one hand, a piece of cheese in the other, and a slice of bread half in her mouth. Briar sighed. We use plates, he informed her, putting one in front of her, and cups and knives. He filled her cup with tea. He set out a knife for the bread and a spoon for the honey, then moved the remaining food to the table. When she put the fruit, cheese, and the remainder of her bread on the plate, Briar looked at that neat layer of pink cloth over her bony chest and realized he'd forgotten something important. Before she could protest, he had a linen napkin tucked firmly into the tunic. You'll spill, he said firmly when she squeaked. I'd as soon as you didn't on clean clothes if it's all the same. A stifled noise from the hall made him turn. Rosethorn, leaving for her next farmer's meeting, leaned against the door's frame. Her face was crimson from the effort it took to hold in sounds. She had stuffed her arm into her mouth to smother them. When he glared at her, she uncorked her mouth and straightened her sleeve. What's so funny? Briar demanded crossly. You, Rosethorn said, snorting, teaching table manners. You, she gasped and said, please. Don't let me interrupt. I'll see you tonight. Cackling, she left the house. Who was that? Evie asked through a bite of fig. Don't talk with your mouth full, Briar ordered as he picked up a sandal. Left foot. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. 
Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Maybe maybe the next, maybe, maybe uh, next time I'll introduce myself as one of Evie's cats. Oh, like dear God! <laughs> I'm mystery. <laughs> I'm monster. <laughs> no, I want to be monster. I'll be Asa. I can be Asa. You can be mystery. Okay. And Goodwin just is a mystery. Yeah. Yes. I'm. You haven't met me yet. <laughs> <laughs> Goodwin just goes meow meow meow. <laughs> as a cat should <laughs> selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.